Hello, this is another edition of Livestream. My name is Jürgen Steinmetz in Honolulu. Today, we're going to South Africa. We're attending the second ministerial roundtable for the African Tourism Board and listen to Dr. Nedrid Imoruglu, Director of Infectious Diseases of the World Health Organization. And she's giving us an update on COVID-19, how it affects the world and specifically Africa. Thank you. Ms. Samiroglu, how are you? Can Thank we see you your face, Ms. Samiroglu? Great pleasure Good. to be here and thanks for and engaging WHO. WHO is very important to us, Madam. Thank you for being with us. My question to you is, what is being done specifically on the continent by WHO towards recovery? We're addressing so first, countries. Yes, you know the countries we're addressing particularly. But the continent in general, let's talk about them, please. Thank you very much. So I'd like to acknowledge my colleagues who are joining myself and, and as observers. And WHO has both the regional offices and the country offices to be able to support the countries. Of course, our priority is to provide all the technical operational and logistics supports to the countries so that they're going to be able to re respond to the pandemic as efficient as possible. The regional offices were, uh, Madam Miroglu, it, in it Africa? The, it's in Brazzaville, uh, but it also has a country office in each and every country in Africa. Right, right. Uh, so. One group of, of course, the work we do is, first of all, to strengthen the surveillance system to be able to detect the cases. So there has been a lot of support to many of the African countries on providing both the capacity building training for surveillance, but at the same time, the laboratory capacity to be able to test uh, the cases. And Another requirement is isolation of cases. Again, we are working very closely to be able to have enough uh, first management and care of the cases and isolation of those so that they don't transmit the disease to the others, as well as the contact tracing is, is one of the big uh, work that we support so that the contacts of any confirmed COVID cases are going to be quarantined. And if they show symptoms, they're going to be tested with the laboratory diagnostics to be able to confirm the cases. And of course, we try to support the all community-based actions and increasing the population's awareness on the overall public health measures like the physical distancing, mask use if, if the physical distancing is not possible, overall the hygiene and, and respiratory etiquette, at the same time providing guidance on avoiding some of the, what we call amplifying events, big groups coming together. Uh, 
So we work with the national authorities, but also we work at the local level, trying to, to empower and support the communities. And this we do through Geneva regional office and country offices, providing the support as needed from three levels. And I'd say Africa is one of the priorities, of course, among the regions. And there has been also substantial <laughs> supplies provided to many countries in terms of, in addition to laboratory diagnostics, the personal protective equipments for healthcare professionals, or the treatment support for the hospitals in order to take care of the patients. Thank you so much. I have one or two questions for you very quickly, if you don't mind. First of all, on the classification of countries, how do you do that? We hear some countries are green, some countries are blue, some countries are green, yellow and red. Is that something you centralize there? Uh, we, we, it's a dynamic situation, I have to say, but we overall look into, actually also we look at the sub-national information, so especially for the big countries, just having one number is not enough. So what we try to do is try to identify the areas where there is community transmission. This is our, of course, highest priority to interrupt the community transmission. These are the ones that you mostly see as red. Then they decrease it to a clusters of cases, which then you can actually control better. Of course, eventually to go to very limited number or ideally zero cases. And I have to say that uh, Africa throughout the years with its own experience in, in battling the infectious diseases also at the local level, I think has been a, a, a great asset to be able to build these capacities which are needed in a, in a, I would say, relatively a shorter period within the public health prevention terms. That's exactly why I asked the question, is that in spite of that, the perception about Africa, as we heard from Mr. Cathbert, our chairman, is still one that is not very favorable. Why is that, you think? Is it the ability of Africa to deal with this situation, or is it the real situation on the ground? What do you think? I think it's a combination, of course, of one perception, but at the same time, probably also linked to the health system-related challenges and barriers. I think what we see within Africa, as I was mentioning, because of the uh, many diseases and outbreaks, is strong and dynamic and a, and a very young and dedicated health workforce who knows the principles of public health, as well as the communities who are with their experience are very sensitive and because they know they know the value of lives, they have experienced all that. But at the same time, of course, we have we are very well aware that the some of the health system related barriers, I mean the, the number of hospitals, hospital beds or yes, number of yes. the overall infrastructure available is is not at the ideal level so that's something that requires long and sustainable investment 
which is something WHO had been working very closely with the African countries to be able to achieve the universal health coverage, which is a, a very good uh, health package, prevention and care for all. Thank you so much, Ms. Amaroglu. Could you be kind to stay with us so that some ministers may have some questions, particularly on the quarantine, because we in the tourism sector, we cannot live with quarantines, whether they're home quarantines or official quarantines. So we need your input on this. But I'll leave it for the discussion when it comes. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us. Thank, Thank you. you very much for the invitation. It's a pleasure. Okay. Thank you for listening. There will be more on the second ministerial roundtable by the African Tourism Board shortly. Aloha from Hawaii.